0: Charlie. Mark, Mark Charlie.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still
0: seeing it quite well through that haze. We're E equals MC.
1: 13. That all men are created equal. <laughs> About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air.
0: Tear down. Head on. I know something happening Station. This is Finding Your Frequency. With your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure, it's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I want to give everybody a big shout out and thank you for tuning in to the radio program right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're going on 21 years live on the air here at Voice America. Uh, so always proud to be here. Uh, been at the company for 16 years and you know we're, we're just rocking and rolling and doing 300 hours of radio a week and just want to uh, just throw a shout. Out to you guys that are listening. I know a lot of people are stuck at home and they're going stir crazy, and they're working from home and not really uh, uh, getting out into the social sphere so much with social distancing. So, just want to let all you guys know that everybody's dealing with the same thing, and it's all gonna be okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, I think when we're when we're cooped up in the house and we have uh, a lot of additional time that we spend with our partners and our family. Uh, so I think sometimes that can cause a little bit of a strain on on people, and uh, then of course you know when you're when you're trying to get along, and maybe you're being a little too empathetic uh, when you're when you're working through some of those challenges, and maybe putting some of your energy in the in the wrong direction at times. Uh, so we want to talk a little bit about that, the relationships, about how you can, you know, use that energy for positive change, and also reserve some of that energy uh, to make sure that you have some left over for taking care of yourself. Because I think one thing that a lot of people forget is you can't take care of your family if you can't take care of yourself, right? So we all have to, you know, knuckle down and make sure that uh, we're paying attention to our 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 self growth and all of that. Uh, I've been still continuing to do karate and martial arts through all of this and our dojo just opened back up this week so uh, I was really excited about that to actually have some face time uh, with the with the students and with uh, with our our sensei uh, and not see everybody in little tiny squares in zoom uh, so that was definitely awesome so we have a great guest today who's going to be on and when I talk about great I'm talking about this this woman is awesome she's the founder of the relationship Institute of palm beach the creator of the self full method a therapeutic path to preserve personal wellness and freedom from codependence because we all know like tell my daughter this every day i'm teaching you everything i know so you don't have to depend on anybody for anything right so jessica baum uh, welcome to the show
1: thank you so much for having me Uh,
0: we really appreciate you being on i know that Uh, a lot of stuff going on and taking an hour out of your day to come chat with us. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, reading through some of your press material and, you know, seeing that you're a certified addiction specialist, you, you, you focus on chemical abuse, codependency, you help people with anxiety. Uh, you know, you have your undergraduate degree from Fordham university, a master's degree in mental health counseling. I mean, those are some, some great accolades and some, some fantastic work that you do. Uh, the world needs more people like you right because uh especially right now with all these trying times i mean you know so so many relationship things happening uh i I noticed that a statistic had come out that domestic violence was up like 40 percent during the whole COVID 19 pandemic and stay at home orders across the country and that that can't happen i mean if you spend more time with your loved ones that should be a blessing that should be something that's that's you know exciting for you not something that uh would turn out to be 40 percent increase in domestic violence you know so we'll talk a little bit about that but you know jessica here on finding your frequency for us it's all about the story it's all about the why you know so we want to know you know where did you come from how did you get where you are how did you find your frequency in life and in business and decide that you know you were gonna you were gonna be a relationship and a counselor for folks where where did that all come from where did it start
1: I wish that was a simple answer. The truth is I had a few occupations before I landed in what really resonated with me. And looking back, you know, everything kind of has a reason and it was more of a, a place I had reached in my life where I was I was doing something else. I was a professional horseback rider and I had suffered from anxiety depression, and depression in my life. And I had just decided I wanted to help others and do something more, so I really reflected on that and found myself going back to school and down in South Florida, there's so many treatment centers. So I did a lot of my, like what we'd consider your residency in a treatment center thinking, Oh, I might not love addiction. And I absolutely loved it. Um, I love the spirituality about it. And I just talk about finding your frequency. It was really the first time in my life. I was like, wow, I'm really right where I'm supposed to be. And that's a feeling that just I don't know. I wish everyone could find that, you know, that, and it, that's what we, that's that what
0: we call finding your frequency. Right. It's at that. It's that moment where you just like, boom. Oh, you know what? I love what I'm doing. This path that I'm on is great. Uh, and, and you get that, uh, you get that sense, that tingly feeling, right. Where maybe the couple of hairs on your arm stand up and you're just like, Oh, this is it. Right. You feel that passion.
1: Absolutely. It was for me, it was so important because I was lost for a while. So finding my calling Um, you know, it really resonated with me. And working with addiction and codependency, that all came very natural for me because of my own personal struggles and then the work that I did on myself. And through my relationship struggles, I just became fascinated with understanding attachment theories and how energy works in relationship and childhood trauma and how we kind of recreate things in our relationships. And I just studied and took trainings. I became an Imago, certified Imago therapist, which took a long time and I just, I just love what I do. So I'm really fortunate that I'm really passionate about, you know, the service I provide and I continuously wanna learn about it. So that in itself is a gift and I think it's about finding your purpose and, and kind of tuning into that frequency and continuing to like move towards it all the time.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I think, you know, just like nurses and doctors and, you know, those people that are, you know, currently on the front line dealing with COVID, I think that, you know, people who are relationship and and, and uh, substance abuse counselors and all of these things, I mean, you guys have been dealing with you know the psyche of human beings and you know why they do what they do uh how they do what they do and you know some of those some of those things i think sometimes people forget about when you know they're so you know worried about the hustle and bustle of their day they don't you know take time to maybe step back and and think about well how is my relationship doing you know how how am i uh uh you know going into uh, my own self and kind of thinking about how I'm treating other people or how other people are treating me and, you know, um, the those those pieces are extremely important i mean as much as important as you know your 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 physical health is your mental health is also as important you know and keeping that on, on on the right track that's got to be tough um for you you probably get to hear some some amazing and tough stories from people who are going through a multitude of things in their lives how do you how do you keep yourself straight and how do you keep yourself from not you know Uh, you know, being, you know, being like an empath, right? And like taking on some of the struggles as those people are telling their stories. Like how do do you keep yourself grounded?
1: I am very humble. And I love (laughs) that you asked that question. You know, when I first started in the field, it was like over 10 years ago. I remember doing my first session. It wasn't even an hour long. And I went home and I slept for three hours. I was exhausted. And I think being empathic, we are, we are, I do absorb and I still have to practice self-care and I have to practice spiritual boundaries, but you do build kind of a tolerance and you do build space after a period of time. And so you kind of start to work with that energy differently, but I am constantly humbled by the fact that I need to continuously look at that because I tend to put too much on my plate or say a little yes, too much. And, or I'm there, I am a feeler. Like I, I tap into other people's feelings. So it's a constant battle of like checking balancing myself, letting go, taking space for myself and um, like what you said earlier, like we all get so busy. I can get busy doing this And, and all of that is a way essentially of avoiding self. So making that time to kind of really check in and see what's going on inside. As a counselor we still have to do that too. So all of that it is so necessary.
0: Yeah, I think for me that's exactly why I do I do martial arts. Right, I get the opportunity to go to a space with like minded people that has absolutely nothing to do with my job. Right, I get I get to have some some physical fitness as well as some mental fitness. Um, you know, because karate is not all about just like punching punching bags. Right, there's you know uh, things where you're really trying so hard to get your mind and your body to connect and, and move as one, <laughs> which is a difficult task especially after a long day at work. But, you know, that time that you take for yourself, it's got to be, you know, way outside of what you do to really give yourself that distraction and that, uh, you know, that ability to care for yourself in a manner where you're not thinking about, you know, what's happening tomorrow or what happened today. I think for a lot of people, that's really hard for them to, like, let go of what happened today today or what's what what needs to be done tomorrow to take that hour or that two hours for yourself uh, I think that's really hard for people when when you when you're coaching folks um, who are going through hard times how do you how do you get them to understand that it's okay to let go of you know the other things and focus on yourself because I think a lot of people are afraid of that they I don't know what they're afraid of losing but it's it's difficult for some people to do
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty deep topic. And I think people are afraid of letting go and going inward or being present um, for a multitude of survival reasons. I mean, Mm -hmm. the free fall, the void, the whatever we might feel if we sit with ourselves long enough. (laughs) However, there's so much power in that. And, you know, with your, your karate, your martial arts, like, those type of activities are the best place to start because they bring you into the moment. So with a client that might not be able to, you know, sit and do meditation per se, they might be able to do something that kind of brings them into the moment more so they can get out of their head and and more into their body. So those types of things really help. Um, And I think people, they avoid sitting or facing their inner self because sometimes they don't have the capacity I I truly Mm. believe that we need to be supported as we go inward and a lot of flooding can happen. A lot of fear can come up. Um, It's sometimes an unnavigated space. So, you know, I honor that people do the work when they're ready and supported to do the work. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's very similar to, you know, like somebody who has an addiction, you, you can't, you can't force anybody that has an addiction to go get help, right? They have to make a, a choice for themselves to say, I need help and to go take action. you know, something I've dealt with personally with my uh, my brother in-law, my wife's brother, who had a long time heroin addiction. You know, and it took him going through all the way to the bottom, living on the streets, for him to finally understand that like I need help, and to make that decision to go do something. And no matter, you know, what we try to do as a family, like hey, you know, we'll we'll take you to these places, we'll we'll make sure that you get there, and you know, all of that is great and wonderful as a support system for him, but none of it would have worked until he made the decision, right, to say I'm going to do this. And I think that's that same thing uh, when you take time for inward reflection is you know, making sure that you tell yourself, this is what I'm going to do, map out a plan, right? And then actually execute that plan in a manner that, you know, doesn't allow you to fall deep within yourself because I think that's where depression starts.
1: Absolutely. And uh, depression is definitely a suppression of a lot of things. And that's definitely, you know, we, we all cope in different ways, being distracted. I look at addiction as a medicator to some sense. And you're right. You can't, although I have forced people to treatment, there's a Marchman Act thing you can do and and families can do interventions. You can't force someone to surrender and want to change essentially. So that has to come from within. You have to at least be so uncomfortable with your reality that you come to a realization that you have to make major shifts. And if if that doesn't come from within, it's very hard to get there but you can still get there.
0: Yeah, well, it's um, kind of like the same place of, you know, like personal development or personal growth. If you if you constantly put yourself in scenarios where you're always comfortable, right? How do you grow as a person? Cuz I've always told, you know, myself that everything that you want is on the other side of hard, right? You have you know all of these things in your life and if you continue to just stay complacent and comfortable you're not really growing as a person right you have to step outside of that comfort zone and you know feel that pressure and that i think that stepping outside of that comfort zone is that that moment when you know those people who are dealing with addiction finally make that decision to do something
1: absolutely and that's like a powerful shift that can happen for a lot of people and it can really be scary when you went depending on the person's trauma or their capacity to deal with certain emotions taking that step can be very scary because obviously we're set up to fear whatever might come up but as soon as you can take that brave step and you can kind of get support and move into that space it's the most freeing liberating thing that you can go through but it is scary um, for not rational reasons but like our primal brain is very scared of those things. Well and I
0: think when for addiction specifically too though a lot of people develop an addiction because they're self-medicating for some other underlying problem you know that they have whether it be you know anxiety or depression or you know whatever the case may be and that was you know that was the uh, the case in, in, in my brother-in-law, right? He he was dealing with really bad depression and anxiety. And, you know, um, he would be, he would be, you know, using the drugs as a coping mechanism for, you know, those things. And once he finally made a decision that he didn't want to do that anymore, you know, it did it. He had to go to a regular doctor, actually talk to a therapist about what's going on inside of his head, you know, get on some, you know, medication for depression and anxiety. So that way he didn't turn to heroin to, you you know, uh, to self-medicate, and you know, proud of him because now he's two years sober and has a job and is working and doing all the things that uh, you know a, a member of society should be doing. And you know, it's great to see those changes uh, in people. I bet that's probably one of the most exciting things about your job is seeing somebody come in. You know, when when they start with you and and being in in one particular emotional or physical headspace, and then seeing that transition for them to kind of, you know, open up and, and, you know, they start to blossom like a flower, right? I mean, that's got to feel amazing when you're able to help somebody really internalize what they're dealing with and, and coach them to, uh to be able to get some help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that you know, fortune, that, that is what drives me. Um, and, you know, sometimes that comes in, in small little ways where you're planting seeds for people and you know that you're holding space through whatever transition that they go through or sometimes it comes in big waves. Like the last client <laughs> I was just um, FaceTiming with got sober through this period. And I said, this is her big awakening. Like she's gonna look back at this time and realize that, you know, all her stuff came to the surface and she and she came right through it, you know? Yeah. So I get to be part of all of that. And you know, it's awesome. I am so privileged.
0: So let's shift gears a little bit, you know, um, earlier when I, when I was talking, I, I made a couple of comments about, you know, uh, relationships and, uh, you know, the the strain that some relationships are on now because of the COVID and all that kind of stuff and people are at home. Um, and one of the topics that you had talked about was, uh, you know, maybe maybe too much empathy, right, is bad for a relationship. Uh, So let's let's talk about that a little bit, because I think especially right now when you have, you know, moms and dads and families at home, you know, you don't want to upset anybody. I know that for me, you know, I'm a former military guy and I'm always like, you know, this time this time everything's regimented pretty much you know and my wife and i got into uh not a not it wasn't a major argument but uh, we had a disagreement you know and uh i'm like i'm like our child needs to go to bed the same time every day right and my wife said no there's some days where i'm at home and she's at home she's not going to camp or whatever why not let her stay up for 30 more minutes and so we had this whole argument where and i'm like yeah but I i feel like if you're if we do that we're teaching her that it's okay to bend the rules right if, 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 if it's not the same all the time you know like and then oh no well it's okay today but what about tomorrow and if it's not keeping it consistent um, and I finally just conceded the argument because I didn't want to take it any further right and so I showed it like a bunch of empathy I was just like okay I get it and, you know uh, I'm just gonna chill and I guess I, I chose to not fight that battle um, but as, as a minor of a battle that that was Um, Other people are dealing with much larger issues in their relationships um, where, you know, somebody may be depressed or have anxiety and, you know, their significant other is, you know, empathic and feeling bad for them and wanting to help them. And, you know, that also can lead to an unhealthy relationship. If you have one part of the relationship that's going through depression, anxiety or whatever the case may be, this other person is feeling empathy for that. And now you have both people that are depressed.
1: Yeah that's a it's a great point and and you know em- empathy is not a bad thing but empathy without boundaries and over empathizing where we self-sacrifice is where we get into trouble in in, in most relationships and you know a lot of people are going through a range of, of struggles in their relationship. And the example that you gave with you and your wife is a good example of how it wasn't about your daughter's bedtime. It was about different ideologies mm-hmm. meeting. And for you, rules are very important. And if we really dug, we, we'd start <laughs> to learn why that is and how you keep your world safe. And it works for you by following these this structure. And where your your wife might come from, a different ideology, and I'm not gonna go into it. Yeah. But that, that core of, of where you guys might you're you're fighting over something on the surface seems like about your daughter's bedtime, but there's the underlying issue under there. And it's it's not about picking a bedtime or not, it's about building building empathy around how we both came to these different places in our life and what works for each other and then coming through a compromise. Yeah. Um so You know, it could be taking the garbage out or it could be domestic violence. There's lots of stuff coming up and they all have very deep meaning. And I believe as we stay home together, all of our stuff is going to come up. And, you know, yes, we should be spending more time. And this is a beautiful time to be with your family. But with financial um, stress, with safety of our own health, with, you know, injustice system and all these things going, it is a really hard time to not be anxious and not project that. And it's a really hard time to like embrace the moment and in all positive ways, because there's so much uncertainty and fear being thrown out there that a lot of families are struggling with that.
0: You know, Jessica in my 39 years on this planet, this absolutely is the worst experience in life that I've ever had to deal with is this whole, everything that's happening in 2020? right you know for lack of a better term it's just a shit show <laughs> right there's just you know just when it rains it pours right like, we can't have a pan. Just we can't just have a pandemic we've got to have a pandemic we've got to have an election we've got to have protests we've got to have you know injustices we've got to have like oh, let's just you know take everything that's ever been wrong with American culture and just drop a bomb on it in 2020 I feel like that's what we're dealing with
1: Totally. I I told my fiance the other day, I'm preparing for a hurricane category five headed our way next month. (laughs) And but it also might be in some ways the best year of our life. But I don't know that we'll all get to that conclusion right now. I don't know that we can all feel that right now. But I do feel that so much shift and change is happening that the fallout from this could lead, and maybe this is me being optimistic, to really positive outcomes. Um, so that's my optimistic side. As it's made everyone uncomfortable, and I think for every single, and in my in my practices showed up, but for every single client or every single person that might be listening. It's different for every one of you, but what has shown up for you and what has been so uncomfortable for you during this period is where your work is. So it's been like a flashlight to, you know, one of my clients, it was her drinking, you know, for another one of my clients, it was her workaholism. Whatever it is, it's bringing up to the surface where we need to to either let go of or do deeper work. And it's been a very transformational time for a lot of people too, because we're so uncomfortable. And you know, and I know, unless we're uncomfortable, no change is gonna occur.
0: Yeah, and you know, referring back to, you know, like my wife and I's argument yesterday, and I I wouldn't even really call it an argument, It it was a disagreement. Like we had, and literally you're right, it wasn't necessarily about what time our daughter goes to bed. It was, I have a different philosophy of, you know, how I think things should be operated versus my wife. I'm going to give you an example. I have these cards here um, and it's called my bank code, right? And I'll give you an example, right? So with my bank code, and I learned this a long time ago, I am what's called a blueprint person, right? I'm about structure, stability, planning, right? But I'm also an action person as well. Freedom, flexibility, spontaneity, you know, stimulating Uh, I love competition, right? So those are like my inherent character traits as a human being. And my wife is polar, complete opposite of me. She's total nurturer. She's total knowledge person, reads books all the time, you know, can't, uh, constantly listening to books on tape if she doesn't have an actual book in front of her face you know so she's she's and that's what's actually really good about our relationship is like we're a total yin and yang scenario and and that's why our relationship works in that space um, but there are times where we become uncomfortable and having those conversations and then Then we press those conversations. As long as we're able to do that in a manner where it's uh, healthy, right? No yelling or getting upset. Like just being able to actually have a conversation. Um, And there's just so much beauty and magic in a relationship that comes out um, when two polar opposite people can can sit down and you know at least we can. It's okay to agree to disagree um, and and to make some concessions. And and I think that's a lot of what relationships are. You know, they're not. Uh, So many times people watch movies and, you know, they see this whole, you know, love at first sight and everybody gets married and happily ever after. And I'm like, I've been with the same woman for 23 years. Let me tell you, it's been a struggle the entire 23 years. And I'm not saying a struggle like it's it's, you know, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But, you know, relationships take work. They take effort. They take, uh, you know, emotional intelligence. They take, you know, you have to be able to be. Uh, you know, not afraid to expose yourself uh, and and speak from the heart. And I think so many times people get so caught up in their head when they're talking to their significant other, they're worried about how the other person's going to feel right. And they're being too empathetic about how that other person is going to feel that they just sit and fester their ideas and their stuff inside. And then, you know, ultimately if you put too much air in a balloon, it pops, right. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I mean, you brought up like five interesting topics, but one thing I'll say is that we usually do attract people who aren't like us. And and ironically, the things that we're attracted to are sometimes the qualities that we lack within. And so they end up being the things that annoy us later once we're past like the dopamine phase or the honeymoon phase. So the very things that we were attracted to, like my fiance spontaneous and he doesn't plan anything. And I'm more like you, very rigid. And I have my schedule. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so liberating how he lives. And, and it clashes at some point. But the work is to know that you're attracted to parts of yourself that you actually need to develop more so you actually need to become a little bit more like your wife Mm -hmm. I might not want to hear this and she might need to put in a little bit more structure and that there's you know an ability to grow because whatever is bothering you or you really like about another person says more about where your work is than the other person Um, so I love I love that and yes when we first meet someone we're in this dopamine phase and Everything is perfect and we don't hit consciousness in a relationship until we start into some power struggles. (laughs) And in order to get through those power struggles, we have to have humility, we have to have some empathy, we have to speak our mind, we have to have empathy. We have to be able to like zoom out and see the bigger picture or else we'll just get stuck there. And I I love that you kind of openly admit it. I think all relationships are a commitment to consciously work on the relationship and always like looking at where is my part in this.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It's, uh, it takes two to tango, <laughs> you know. It does. Yeah, and you're and you're right. And and I've I've learned that about myself. I I have this whole structure thing, and I'm not as you know, I guess, free spirited as my wife is. And you know, there's been some times where I've let go and uh, just kind of ran with the flow um, and been spontaneous. And uh, I've also be, I've also done that too and, and been spontaneous. <laughs> and my wife's like, I'm not ready to do that. Where where this where did this come from? <laughs> it was like too over the top, you know. Uh, so what are yeah. some, what are some tips that you can give uh, people that are in relationships that are dealing with you know the the you know the idea of being around your your significant family you know like twenty four hours a day seven days a week to you know allow them to foster the relationship and continue it to be positive and not be negative and you know uh, and, and and keep the sparks alive right
1: yeah I, I think that's you know I have a lot of things I can say that number one thing I would say is that working from home um, makes you and being home and being around your partner so much you have to develop better boundaries in an environment like this because if you either you're meshed all the time and you're not giving each other enough space to have like freedom and auto- autonomy and breathe in new energy or you're not you're not like, creating enough of a spark by giving each other the space that you need. So asking um, or creating structure, <laughs> creating structure when you're both home together could really benefit benefit you guys. And when you're doing date night or your spe- special time together, like plan that out and like alleviate any expectations Other than that time that's allocated so that you can still get your downtime because we're not going to the gym and we're not we're not doing we're not even getting in our car and driving to work, which we don't realize is our own processing time. So we're not getting that space. So I would say the number one thing is to give each other or create more space for someone who is very empathic or sometimes they struggle setting the boundaries or asking for space, but really honoring like what you need and asking for space. And then the other piece of advice I would I would give and kind of piggybacks off of your example is if you get into an argument with your loved one, step back and ask yourself, what is this really about? Like, what is this really bringing up for me? Is it old? And is it really old? And, <laughs> you know, step back and then ask your partner if you could dial up, you're not gonna ask, if you could talk and give your partner a chance to talk and just repeat what you're hearing. like repeat what you're hearing try to understand what they're saying maybe even validate what they're saying and then pause and then give yourself a chance to talk and have them repeat what they're hearing because i think we get into these modes where we're just responding to each other yep and we stop really listening to what's going on and sometimes when you repeat what you're hearing you're healing your partner by saying i see you i hear you and they can see that mirrored back at them and it helps them really process and usually when you do talk in that way, people real start to realize that this is not even about you. This is about what's coming up for me and I know that's a little deep for radio but if you practice this reflective listening, giving yourself space, asking yourself what part of this is coming up for me that might not even have to do with the trash, maybe you're anxious about something else, you know, kind of just start to ask yourself those questions.
0: Are you having trouble finding hand sanitizer? Well, Spa Treat has you covered. There's no need to go searching high and low. Just visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and place your order on their easy-to-use website. On schedule delivery one of the great things about this product, Spa Treat Fulfillment Team is working around the clock to provide people hand sanitizer during this time of need and get your order to you as quickly as possible, even faster than Amazon. Spa Treat also has the lowest price of any of its competitors. Spa Treat has 62% alcohol content and the FDA recommends between 60 to 80 for maximum protection. This one has 62 because it doesn't dry your hands out. I use this stuff every single day. It is fantastic. It's got certified organic extracts with the ingredients in that hand sanitizer that are the highest quality and they're designed to leave your hands smelling and feeling fresh while protecting you at the same time. The best part, there's no tricky residue left over. None, none of that sticky stuff four scents available, unscented, tea tree, lavender, and lemon. And best of all, this product right here is made in the good old United States of America. A lot of companies are having trouble dealing with the current demands, so Spa Treat has dedicated themselves to providing a much-needed product in the time of crisis. Spa Treat has better prices, faster shipping, and a larger supply than any of their competition. There isn't even a close second. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and enter promo code SPA SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. That's right. Not only are they offering the lowest price available, but they're also offering our listeners a discount. This promo code is exclusive to Voice America and only our listeners get this discount. Spa Tree and Voice America came together on this sponsorship in order to provide Americans something they could really need right now. Peace of mind. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and order yours today. That's SpaTreatOfficial.com and make sure you use the promo code SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order SpaTreatOfficial.com get your awesome hand sanitizer my wife and I are extremely fortunate in that um, during this whole thing because I work in media um, I've been commuting back and forth to the studio every day Um, and so I was like I was working from home just on Mondays just you know my wife's like can you please just come home for one day you know that way you you could manage the kid on that one day while she's you know she she was finishing online school and all that stuff at that time you know and so then you know that was my time to help out and then Tuesday through Friday I drove to work every day um, and and you're right. That time in the vehicle, like as you're driving to work, it is a good time. It is a time I reflect too. It's also a time where I get to listen to some music, you know, because I got have I, I have a, a six year old, and you know, there's you know a couple of songs that I really like that I won't play in front of her because they might have one or two cuss words or something like that in them, and you know, so I get some time to you know listen to some music, some without without being like, oh, did my kid hear that, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, and so I, we've been fortunate for that. And you're 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 right. Uh, that's what I had to do during our our argument the other day is take a step back and go. Well, wait a minute. What is this really about? This thirty minutes? Because I and I did. I thought about it. And I'm like, what is thirty minutes? Thirty minutes is nothing. This is you know. There's no need for a power struggle here. You know. And and yeah, I, I I just was you, like, I just you I'm also done. brought
1: up like another really important point. Like all these people are home with their kids. And one of the things I see constantly in couples counseling is that people are fighting for time. So either we feel constantly overwhelmed or we don't get to take care of ourselves and then we build resentment. And I think with children home all the time, we might be fighting over not getting enough time. So instead of spending time with your partner, giving them the space by taking over the parenting role and, and giving them that space to be alone and decompress. Yep. That's like gold right now, it's you know, and gold. so honoring <laughs> that whoever is home is probably doing a lot more than they typically even do and they get no time we're all being stretched
0: I want to take just a couple of moments out of the show to thank Harry's for sponsoring this radio program and man Harry's is such a great product a great shaving product for men as you guys know I'm bald I have no hair I rock a goatee I'm telling you these are the best razors on the market. They have the greatest gel. Their their stuff is just awesome. I know times are tough right now, but Harry's is still here to help you look your best while saving you a little cash along the way. Even if your business on top and PJ's on the bottom, Harry has your grooming needs covered with high quality blades as low as $2 each delivered straight to your doorstep. Again, I'm a bald guy. You can trust what a bald guy says about razors. It keeps my face nice and clean so I can keep nice lines on my goatee. It also helps me keep my head nicely shaved as well so I can stay looking my best. You can get a trial delivered to your doorstop by going to harrys.com forward slash frequency. Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 a blade. They've cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in their own German factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. That means you get incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices. Trust me, I've been using this product now for a couple of months. It is amazing. Super convenient. The blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. If you don't want to subscribe, just go buy new blades and have them sent on over. In this very challenging time, feel a little bit better about your purchase. 1% of the proceeds are set aside to nonprofit organizations devoting to helping provide access to better healthcare for men and veterans. You know, Finding Your Frequency, we support the veterans so you can help support the veterans by using the Harry's product. Also, to help support those who need it most right now, Harry's is donating a million dollars worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the United States. Who can't get behind that? I know I can. Listeners of the show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash frequency. Again, that's harrys.com forward slash frequency. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip. Those things are wonderful. It's great. A five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. The rich lathering shave gel. This stuff is amazing. It's got aloe in it. It'll keep your skin nice and hydrated. I use it on my head and my face. It is amazing. You also get a travel blade cover to keep your razors dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com forward slash Frequency and start shaving better today. That's Harry's.com forward slash. Frequency. This is funny. I was while I was on Facebook and I'm scrolling through my news feed and I can't remember the guy, but it was a really funny video. And you know, he I think he's in Florida as well. And you know, he's talking about Mima and Papa, right, Grandma and Grandpa. And he's like, you know, the hardest thing is my kids haven't got to see Mima and Papa for you know three months or whatever. And you know, he says when this whole thing is over, he's like, I don't care how long Mima and Papa come and take the kids. They want them for a week, take them for a week. You want them for a month, that's fine. You want to give them a two liter of coca-cola because you haven't seen them i don't care like it, it, it was the coolest thing and so when they lifted the stay-at-home order for us here in phoenix i was like i was like marley let's go see your grandma you know and so we were you know for the first time in a couple of months we we're able to go over there and because before all of this was happening uh we had we had a pretty sweet deal my mother would uh would take marley for uh saturday night and we had swim classes that were scheduled on uh, on Sunday morning. So that was something that my uh, daughter and her grandmother got to do together, which was really cool. And that also gave my wife and I like one day a week where we could go and have a Saturday night date night. Uh, obviously, we haven't been doing that because I'm still not eating out yet. <laughs> um but we did recently the last two weeks have allowed Marley to go with grandma and go do that and have you know some home time and I was like ooh Uber Eats we can Uber Eats some food over to the house and watch a movie and get that date night in and it's it's been it's been it's been a great reprieve and I totally understand when I was watching that video how you know like my, my daughter absolutely adores my mom you know and having that grandmother time I think is important especially with a little girl right being able to like be there with grandma and uh there there's things that grandma can expose to her as a as as a as a female that I can never do right uh, that I can't just I'm not that person I can't provide that I'm you know I'm I'm a dude there's things I don't know about women uh, and so it's just great to be able to see them foster a relationship and you know now that we're kind of getting back into the swing of things things are a little bit less tense and less stressful at our, at our house specifically but you know you bring up some great points when you talk about you know being able to pause and you know notice where you are and you know what what you're doing when you're having those those conversations and you know we really appreciate you giving some insight on that um do you have any any books or anything that you got coming out? So I just signed a a, a really big
1: book deal, but it's not coming out for some uh, some time. I, okay. I signed a book deal with penguin. it comes out um fall of of 2021 or January 2022 so I'm in the re-editing phase in the creative process which I need space for phase Um, so I am really excited about that I'm putting a lot of energy into that and it feels good it's definitely in my frequency Mm -hmm. so you know to come to come
0: So that's something where you have to kind of take a step back and find time for that in in your creative process. I love that
1: you're hitting all my points today. I I must be hitting all your points too. (laughs) Yes, I just had to take, I'm taking three days off next weekend and I just had this come to Jesus with myself like, I've overworked a little bit too much in COVID. I need to peel, peel the layers back. I need to create more space. Like everything <laughs> you've talked about in this hour, I'm like, boom, boom. This is why this is happening. Yeah. Um, and I need to, you know, I need to prioritize my energy a lot more than I thought I did. So I can put what what I can into into certain things, which means I have to say no more, and and I am, and that is continuous work.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward. We're uh, we're we're going to be traveling to Idaho uh, the first of July, uh, when the rest of the travel restrictions here on the West Coast are lifted. And you know, my wife is like, oh, I don't, she's kind of scared. Like, oh, but we have to stop at these gas. Station. We're driving, right? We're driving to Idaho. It's like a 1200 mile drive. She's like, we gotta stop at all these places, and how are we gonna keep ourselves safe, you know? And I'm like, oh, honey, don't worry about it. I got it planned out, or of course I have it planned out. I'm like, we got the Clorox wipes, and I got some spray, and we got all this stuff. We'll have it in the truck. Everything will be good. You won't have to touch anything. I'll, you know, I'll, you know. And when she was staying at home, I would go to the grocery store. Like she didn't even leave the house. I, I would hit the grocery store on my way home, so she didn't have to do that. And uh, I'm just like, oh, we got it all planned out. But it, it's it's an exciting time because just like you. Being able to take you know six or seven days and not be stuck in the COVID moment because just like you, I have been so overworking. You know, I'm you know yeah, I'm at sure. the I'm at the office for twelve hours in the studio. I'm doing you know uh, these interviews like this. Before this week, I was doing six one hour interviews a week. Right. Uh, And so I had to start doing the same thing. I had to start telling people, hey, you know what? Nope, my calendar is getting full. Let's book out further rather than trying to Mm -hmm. cram it in now. Um, and, you know, it's been helpful too because while I've been doing that and kind of saying no more, it's leading up to this time that I'm going to be taking off. Um, and so that way, when I come back from being off, I'm not put back into the same situation where I'm trying to cram too much into my day. Yeah, I, I totally feel you. I totally feel you.
1: And I'm so glad you're taking the time off before you go away because my experience, if you don't slow down a little, then you go away and you're exhausted and you're trying, to sp- you're spending some time just trying to decompress there. So that's beautiful that, that you're doing that. Yeah, I think there's le- lessons definitely. I think in media and, and psychotherapy, I think there was a, you know, a call to show up more, and I think we did, and I think to some extent some of us are you know, decompressing a little or slowing down now and kind of catching our breath.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm so getting tired of the word the new normal. Right in, in media, like I walk through like, you know, we have five stations that are broadcasting 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we have like our health and wellness channel. When I walk into the control room where the health and wellness channel is for the last three months, it's all the new normal, the covid, the nurses, the front line that this and it's like it's absolutely I can't, I can't hear it anymore. This is why I'm looking so forward to like going completely off grid. I'm not, I'm going up to in the mountains. I'm not even going to have cell service, you know? Um, and just really, you know what it, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember to, to get my circadian rhythm back, right? Like just go for lack of a better term, better term, no joke, go hug a tree. Just, you know, get in with nature uh, and yeah. get out of the house and, you know, also get out of the heat. It was 109 here yesterday in Phoenix. So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is hot. I mean, it's pretty hot here. Not that hot, but humid. You guys got that humid, though.
0: I've been to Florida many times. We've done uh, a lot of events at the uh, Orange County Event Center uh, over in Orlando. And every time we go, they always send us there in like July and August. And it's just like, you know, thick
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you gotta come here in February. <laughs> request that next time. That's what I it tell people sick. about Arizona
0: sick. too. I'm like, just come here in like February, March, or or you know uh, October, November. All that is just fantastic. I'm sure you guys have the the same thing too. I love Florida because I love baseball, and so uh, as much time as I can get over there because we do spring training here in Phoenix, and I love to go see the other teams in uh, uh, in the in the Florida leagues as well. And I'm really hoping that uh, next year we get to actual baseball. Because I don't even know what they're doing right now. They, they still can't get the players to decide on like taking a little bit of less money um, because the season will be shorter to get baseball actually playing. I think by the time they actually start playing baseball games, it's going to be football season.
1: <laughs> yeah, everything like you said, your rhythm got thrown off. I think everybody's rhythm got thrown off and we have to kind of find that new balance.
0: The new balance. The new balance. I like that word better than the new normal.
1: Yeah. No, I was I was in my I went back to my office last week and I was doing a session with a mask on and (laughs) I was like, it kind of hit me and I was like, it's just so weird. You know, it's still surreal at times. And, you know, we're still kind of processing. I'm still processing it, you know, Uh, especially when I leave the house and, and interact in the world.
0: Yeah. And I totally I got into a car accident in the middle of all this, too. Right. There's no cars on the road. And I find the only car that's on the road at eight o'clock in the morning on my way to the studio. And the guy decides to make a left hand turn in front of me and hit me. I'm like, there's, you know, the whole the whole three cars that were out that day. You know normally in phoenix phoenix is the fourth largest you know metropolitan area in the country and you know when when we have traffic it's bad and then we had the stay-at-home orders and i'm going to work at what used to take me 45 minutes was taking me 20 minutes right um and and that was great and i'm cruising along and then but bam and so it was another thing too like i'm coping with all of that and it's the covid and you know like i said earlier it's been a it's been a uh it rains at poor situation for a lot of people because if you throw in you know like my car accident you know other people are probably dealing with other stuff too like you know you throw in a family member possibly passing away because of COVID-19 and then not being able to go to their funeral because you co social distancing and they might be in a in a state that's not allowing travel or you have to have a 14-day quarantine to go to that location before you can leave and you know it's it's been it's been stressful for probably a lot of people everything yeah
1: yeah I mean my grandmother is in a nursing home she she's in the hospital right now. I haven't been able to even go and she's got kind of dementia. I haven't been able to go visit her and you know, she doesn't have COVID and hopefully she doesn't get it, but it's like so many things that we took for granted Mm -hmm. that, like you said, your, your little girl seeing her grandmother, me being able to go visit my grandmother. Like, I think we're going to come out of this and you know, our safety and security got shook and now we're going to have like a new, maybe a new gratitude and a new foundation for how lucky we are to have these little moments in these things.
0: That was very well said because um, being able to realize those things that were taken for granted and internalizing that and then saying to yourself... I'm not going to let that happen anymore. You know, I'm not going to be stretched out so much anymore. I'm going to be more focused with my family, my relationships, my, uh, you know, my interactions with my my children. I have another son who lives in Missouri who's going to be 22 years old, you know. And through all of this, too, it's like him and I have been talking more than we did when he moved out. And, you know, we're we're doing more family related things at home because we're not going out anywhere. Um, And I think you're right you know it's about being able to take a step back and remember that you know you're you're creating memories especially if you have children you know like I don't want my child to look back on 2020 and be like, oh my God, I was a child the COVID, the virus, you know, and I'll get, get, you know, uh, out of sorts about it. I want her to look back on it and be like, you know, when that COVID thing happened, that's when our family came together. That's when we became stronger. That's when we, you know, uh, you know that was when my dad started teaching me about uh, you know, very important things uh, like personal space. Like my daughter had no sense of personal space before all of this. You know, we were being in line and she bumped and into people and now she understands personal space because I'm just like whoa come back here Um, so there's uh, there's definitely a lot of good that's coming out of this
1: Uh Uh yeah for sure I have to try to look at it that way
0: so Jessica I know you have the book stuff that you're doing but uh, what else is on the horizon for you over the next you know three to five years where do you see yourself going uh, from from what you're doing now
1: wow you know it's so interesting this is like the first interview where i feel like you're hitting on all my like things that are coming up for me right now (laughs) like this week i started to think well what do i want to do next not that i need to set a new goal but i was i was like you know what i I wouldn't mind joining a podcast or being more out there and talking to more people and connecting more to people i don't want to create my own podcast because i I tend to overextend myself and put my energy into too many places and I don't want to join this podcast today, but I'm inviting it for the future because I feel like there might be a part of me that wants to connect with people more in a public space.
0: Hey, when you're ready ready to do that, just email me. When you're ready to do that, you just email me. That's what we do best at Voice America is we allow thought leaders authors and people just like you to focus on the content and none of the other podcasting or radio minutiae right and that's that's one of the things that we do absolutely the best uh in my opinion obviously i'm skewed i've been here 16 years so of course my my opinion is going to be a little bit skewed towards our product but you know that's why i've been here for 16 years you know it's an I used to work in regular, you know, land-based AM and FM radio, where you know everything was advertising-driven, and you know you couldn't talk about this or you couldn't do that because Zoloft was a sponsor, and oh, God forbid, you talk bad about antidepressants or you know something like that on a talk show when there's they have those sponsors on, and you know being able to. You know, have a place where I can speak my mind, I can have conversations like this with, you know, people like you that are thought leaders in in the space and really kind of just help people to understand and and open their their eyes to. You know how other people are living their lives and how they're finding their frequency is you know been uh, exhilarating for me which is why I can I love doing the radio show because um, I get to highlight people like you I get to learn things also internally when I have these conversations that you know for me it's like uh, there it's almost an invaluable component uh, to to what I do because you know here we are. we just had a conversation about a few things. You touched on a couple of items, and I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, you're right. I need to do that better um, and you know each of these shows is, is is gives you that opportunity. there's networking and it's just been it's just been great so whenever you're ready to do a show, you let me know we'll we'll get you lined up.
1: I appreciate that so much. I am putting it out in the universe that I want synergy with someone who brings something slightly different than me to the table but is in the same space. And when I find that person, I'm going to come to you.
0: Awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining the show today, Jessica. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Where can people find out more information about you? Drop your website, your social medias, uh, all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah. So I have an Instagram site. It's Jessica Baum L.M.H.C. And literally, if you type that into the Internet, like, I have two websites, they both come up. I have the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach, so that's www.relationshipspb.com, and then I have a website called beselfful.com, which I didn't even get to really share with you today, but that's also another website, and that one is just for women, and women who struggle with codependency, and kind of working on healing themselves, and showing up in the, as their whole self. So lots that. of ways, you can put my name in, and fortunately I pop up everywhere, and. Any way you want to find me, everybody, awesome. I welcome all of that feedback or anything. I um, I appreciate that.
0: You know, I really like the idea of what you were talking about with selfful. Um, you know, but and codependency. That's something, like, I tell my daughter this probably every day. And she says, why do you do this, Dad? I was like, because you don't need to depend on a man for anything. Nothing, ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that you say that. And that could bounce into a whole dialogue that, you know... Y- to a degree, you want to be internally dependent and, and meet your own needs and find inner security. And then as I've gotten older in my life, there is a healthy degree of depending on someone else <laughs> um, and knowing what is dependency versus healthy dependence Yeah, in, yeah. and there. That's a very big um, topic. And so first you want to have that internal ability to have, be your own anchor and be self-full and take care of yourself. And then you want to learn to have the the people that you can depend on because you do need people but you don't want to be in a situation where you're codependent like yeah. in an unhealthy way so yeah, it's so gray and I, I feel like um i feel like we could talk another hour on like- that
0: so oh, I'm going to end with this. This is something my mom used to tell me all the time, like about relationships. Like um, she was like, if by you being yourself and you going on your own path, you happen to run across somebody else who's being themselves on their path. And you guys can go do that together. That's where good relationships are born, and I've always just kind of thought that in my mind. Um, as, as and see, because each person is independent of themselves, but because they're independent of themselves, they can focus on a relationship without being, de, you know, uh, dependent for finances or you know any of those other things, and make an actual emotional connection for a relationship. That's not uh, a codependent status where you're like, oh, I need a man because I need someone to pay my bills, or you know, whatever that you know whatever that is, or I need. A, I need a. I need a. I need a sugar mama to help me pay my bills. You know, because those relationships um, are, are are definitely going to fail.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, and essentially, that's part of the core of my book is building inner security, and so that you can attract a healthier relationship. I always say you have to have a home developed within yourself, and two homes can meet and form this new like yeah. reality. But if you don't have that developed it's going to become unbalanced, aka unhealthy codependency. So I love that you said that. It was beautiful.
0: Jessica Baum, thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate thank you being so on the show. If you guys are listening on your favorite, uh, I'm going to call them a pod catcher because there's so many different places that people can consume podcasts, but you can check this out on voiceamerica.com, Apple TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere podcasts are found, even on iHeartRadio. If you have a smart speaker, you can just say, Alexa, play, finding your frequency. Boom, and there we are. And make sure one you're listening, you rate us five stars because five stars are way better than four. Jessica and I deserve five stars. I think we do. Yes, stars. thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys again for tuning in. My name is Ryan Treasure for Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Stay tuned for another great episode coming at you next time.